Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you for an opportunity before you to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you will teach us, minister to us, change us in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we avail our hearts to you for a change, for transformation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus and be may be seated hallelujah well tonight for a short time I want us to um, finish our message or continue our message on how you can preach salvation how you can preach salvation now how many of you realize that um, we can preach for the whole year from this book we can preach for the whole year from this book. In fact, I, I realize that even for the message that we are sharing right now, we can preach the whole of the month and two months more from that message alone. Do you understand? We can preach for many, many months. And that is why I'm encouraging you to read a book. Read a book for yourself. And when you read a book, don't just be a casual reader. Don't just read a book, just through it that you have finished chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. And you move to chapter 5. You see, don't read it like that. This is a spiritual book that you are reading. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Do you understand? You realize that when we take one section, we are not able to finish. We don't go any far. We have to allow the Spirit to teach us. We have to allow the Spirit to minister to us. Amen. So don't be a casual reader of the book, but let the Spirit teach you as you read. When you're reading, have your pencil, pen, paper, book, highlighters, write as the Spirit teaches you. Amen. And I believe that if you have a heart prepared to be taught by the Holy Spirit, He will teach you also. Amen. Wonderful. So we are sharing... Um, I think for the last two weeks, we've been sharing from salvation and the love of God. About two or three weeks, salvation and the love of God. And we shared about God commended his love, which was a salvation message one in that section. And we also shared about greater love, which was salvation message two. So all these are messages, how you can preach salvation. Do you understand? These are different forms of messages you can preach. You can use these messages to share salvation to any person. And we are now talking about salvation, uh, the love of God, or the, um, sharing salvation through the love that God showed to Zacchaeus. Amen. Amen. I mean, the prodigal son. 
You didn't get to Zacchaeus. We're talking about how I think I'm itching to share about the love of Zacchaeus. But we will get there. We can share the whole. We, we will not finish feeding five to seven. We will continue because it's so powerful. This book is so powerful. Amen. But we are sharing the love of God through the prodigal son. The story about the prodigal son. Amen. And that is salvation message three. Um, so please don't wait for the church that you, you only read what we come to church to read. But go ahead and continue reading and allow the spirit to teach you as you're reading the book. So we want to read the story about the prodigal son quickly in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with a husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Amen. They began to be merry. Now, this is a wonderful story. Very powerful story that Jesus told. And I believe you are not tired of hearing this story. Never be tired of stories that Jesus told. Never be tired of hearing the words of Jesus. They are the greatest words that any man can ever hear. Hallelujah. Or greatest words that you can ever hear. They are greater than any word that comes from your professor's mouth. Or your teacher's mouth. Amen. So from this story, we are learning several things how we can share salvation. And the first point we learned was that this world contains two types of children. Obedient children and rebellious children. As we read in Luke 15, 11, it said, a certain man had two sons. Two sons. So that we said that the father's house, the man's house, when Jesus said a certain man, this man represents God. And his house represents the 
church of God. Amen. This is the house of God. The house of God is a church, isn't it? So, And in the church, we are saying that there are two types of children. Two types of God's children. Hallelujah. Amen. The two sons represent the kinds of children that are in God's house. And last Sunday, by the grace of God, we shared so many things about these two types of sons or two types of children. And we said that though we are all in the Father's house, we cannot make an assumption that we are all going to heaven. That we are all Christians. That we are all righteous. And we saw how half of us can be taken to heaven and half of us will be left. But what was surprising is that we asked ourselves, amongst ourselves, we asked how many of us think that we will go to hell? Or how many of us feel, okay, now today, let's see. How many of you, how many of you feel or you believe that you go to heaven? How many of you believe that you will go to heaven? You see, that is 100% of the church. 100% of the church. But we learn from the scriptures that not 100% of the church will go to heaven. How many percent? 50. That means half of the church will not go to heaven. Now, it's a surprising that half of the people who are listening to preaching messages, listening to the words of Jesus, half of them will not go to heaven. So, it means that if Christ were to come today, right now, right now, this moment, half of us will not go. But as we are sitting here, we can't tell who is not going. You see, we can see on the outward who is not going. The only way we will know who is going and who is not going is if we are able to see in your heart. But we cannot see what is in your heart. No man can see what is in your heart. The only person who sees what's in your heart is God. Now, every now and then we get a glimpse of what is in your heart because of your behavior and the things that you say. Do you understand? Sometimes you say certain things and we know what is in your heart. Sometimes you will say, I love you, I love you, but you do something or you say something and it gives you out what is really in your heart. Isn't that so? Yeah. So we are saying that not all of us will go to heaven and that we have to be mindful of that. That as we are relating in the church, as we are having relationships in the church, we should understand that in every church, in every house of God, there are two kinds of people. There are two kinds of God's children. Half of the children who are not going to heaven and half of the children who are going. And so you'll be wise also to be able to be helped to go to heaven. Isn't that so? On the day that Christ comes, you want to be one of those who will go. You see, no no one is marked not to go to heaven. Do you understand? No one is marked that you, no matter what you do, you are not going to heaven. No one is marked like that. But the day will declare it. On the day that Christ comes, would he find you still standing in faith? That is what is the key. You see, the ten virgins, there was no mark that these have, they all came with a preparedness. And as they were waiting, they were all expecting that when the bridegroom comes, they will all be ready to meet him. Do you understand? But the arrival of the bridegroom is what declared who will be out and who will be in. It's the arrival. And so, 
you will be you will help yourself by joining the people who are always wise to bring extra oil. That will be able to help you remind you that you need extra oil. Are you preparing for the bridegroom? Are you getting ready? Then get oil. Come with oil. You see, you need to associate with people like that. And not associate yourself with the one who do not care about the oil. To bring the oil. If you associate yourself with those ones, don't be surprised that when half is left, you will be part of them. So if someone decides not to do something in the church, don't join that person. If someone decides to be rebellious, don't join that person. Do you understand? We are all individuals. We are all individuals. There were two sons. And the younger of them said to the father, not both of them, the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me, give me the portion of goods that followed to me individually. Did the older son say, if you have given him his portion, then give me also and let me also go? No. So it's an individual thing. It's not even a husband and a wife affair. It's not best friends. It's not tribal. It's not tribalism. We the we the guns. We the Ashantis. We the Fantis. We the Jamaicans. Or we the Dominicans. Huh? It's not like that. Or we the married women. We the single women. It's not like that. It's not like that. So don't don't have associations like that. Associate with people who will help you be in the 50 that shall go to heaven. Associate with that 50. Amen. And number two, we said rebellious youth turned away from God. The younger sons gathered all together and took his journey. Rebellious youth. They turned away from God. When you are rebellious, you turn your heart away from God. Amen. So it is dangerous to be in your youth. It is dangerous. That is why when you are young, you need a lot of counseling. When you are young, you need a lot of counseling. Amen. When you are surrounded by a lot of counseling, then you are safe. The Bible says in the multitude. That means a lot of counseling. In the multitude of counseling. When there's, there are a lot of counselors guiding you and advising you, you are safe. And last week we were saying that counseling is usually, because if you know to do something, you don't need counseling in that area. There are some people who close their lives to counseling. They close their lives to counseling. They don't like to be counseled. They like to keep their issues. They don't like someone to know about their issue. Someone like a pastor. For a pastor not to know about your issue is a very dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing that you hide your, the things that you are doing, the things that you are planning, you are hiding it from your pastor. And God says, I will give you pastors after my own heart. And so you are rendering the gift of God useless. Useless. That is why sometimes you are doing certain things and it's not working. You are struggling because you are not acknowledging what God has given you. 
Do you understand? Yeah. So God gave us pastors for a good reason. And do not neglect that. When you are grown up, the only person that can really speak into your life is a pastor. Have you not thought about that? Have you not realized that? That when you are, when you are a grown-up person, when you are a grown-up person, the only one who can really speak into your life and say, stop, sit, do this, rise, go, don't move, don't do this, is a pastor. Even your parents, you get to a certain state or a certain status, they can't even, they, they can't even speak to you. They can't advise you. They are careful what they say to you. Do you understand? That is why the people in the Bible who had pastors, their lives were guided. Their lives were guided. Amen. Today we want to continue for a short time. We talk about rebellious men forsake God and embark on self-destructive journeys. Rebellious men forsake God and embark on self-destructive journeys. Self-destructive journeys. Luke 15 verse 13. He says, And not many days after, the younger son said to his father, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey. Not many days after. After he has received the gift, the, the portion of goods that fell to him. The Bible says, Not many days after, he gathered all together. He gathered all together and took his journey. He didn't leave anything home. That means that he was living with hopes of never to return. Do you understand? He gathered all together and took his journey. He went away. Hallelujah. You see, and he was having hopes of having a good life. As he was living, he was having hopes of having a good life. Having hopes of having freedom. Freedom from the father's control. And having hopes of happiness. He never planned that his life was going to be destroyed. He never, he thought he has received enough wealth to make him live well. Enjoy life. Amen. Amen. But what he didn't know was that he was moving away from the father's house. He was moving away from the father's house. And each time you move away from the father's house, you are embarking on a self-destructive journey. A self-destructive journey. When you move away from the church, when you move away from a pastor, when you move away from the congregation, you are embarking on a self-destructive journey. Hallelujah. It says, it does not... Take a long time for foolish people to embark on self-destructive journeys. It didn't take a long time for the younger son to begin his downward journey to the regions of darkness. Amen. He said, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of that way is death. The end of that way is death. You see, no one in his right frame of mind will embark on a journey of self-destruction. No one in his right frame of mind will do that. It means that being rebellious, when you are rebellious, that means when you are forsaking and neglecting counseling, that guidance, when you are forsaking that, when you are neglecting instructions, when you are, when you are neglecting the instructions of do this, don't do that, 
do this, don't do that. When you do that, you are automatically embarking or placing your life on a self-destructive style or journey. Whenever you remove counseling from your life, you are embarking on a self-destructive journey. Amen. He says that when the counseling is absent, men fall. When there is no counseling in your life, you will fall. And that goes for everyone. It goes for the rich, it goes for the poor, it goes for the old, and it goes for the young. Everyone needs counseling. Everyone needs direction. Oh, you've not realized that. Yes. When you feel you are even grown and you say, I am mature and I am old enough and I can, I know what I want in life and you are choosing something, you need guidance. You need guidance. You need guidance. When you are choosing a husband, when you are choosing a wife, you need guidance. You need, you see, and the word of God is what guides you when you are an older person. When you are a younger person, God sets parents in your life to guide you, do this, do that, do this, do that. When you are older, God sets pastors after his own heart. He gives you pastors after his own heart to do that, to continue with that, to feed you with knowledge, to feed you with understanding so that you make informed decisions. Isn't that what they call it? You are informed in making decisions. You don't choose a wife blindly because she has a lot of hair. How do you know that the hair that is on, his, on the head is real one? You don't know. You don't know. So if, if you, you think you know what you want and you are choosing based on that, you need someone to guide you and say, hair does not take us through marriage for many years. You need someone who, who, who knows that. Or you don't think that there are certain grown-ups who choose wives because they have nice hair. So when you neglect instructions, when you neglect direction, you put your life on a path of self-destruction. You embark on a journey of self-destruction. Hallelujah. It's because you lose all the guidance. You lose all the guidance. And the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right unto man. As you are embarking on it, it seems right to you. That is why I'm saying that there is no one who in his right mind will take a journey or will embark on a self-destructive journey. You will not intentionally do that. But the way seemeth right unto you. It seems so right by your logic, by your understanding. But the Bible says, by the end of that way is death. Hallelujah. So what journey of life are you on? Ask your neighbor. What journey of life are you on? Ask your neighbor, where are you headed? What will become of your life's journey? Wow. He said, it seemed right unto a good cause. You see, the life that you are embarked on, the decision that you are making, it seemed right unto a good cause. Sometimes you are taking a career, a, even in school, choosing a career, it seems so right to you. It seems this is the right career. But you will find out that the end of that career is death. 
that career is going to lead you into losing your salvation. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are taking a career in hotel management. But that is a career that is going to lead you to meet someone at the hotel who will end your whole salvation. Huh? You are taking a career in um, home health aid as a home health person. <laughs> Do you understand? And that career, you have no idea that that career is going to lead to you losing your salvation. Because you are going to meet a certain old man who will give you a lot of money to do all kinds of things. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Isaiah 53 verse 6. It says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned away one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53 is the famous prophecies of Christ about salvation. And uh, I will encourage you to read. He said, oh, we can we read the Amplified Version, please? The Amplified Version. It says, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We have turned everyone to his own way. Big mistake. Tell your neighbor, big mistake. Say big, big, big mistake. It is a big mistake to turn to your own way. It is a big mistake to lean on your own understanding. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. So you think you have understanding. But the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Lean on. It's a big mistake to lean on your own understanding. It's a very dangerous thing to do. The Bible says, don't do that. Julia, the Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Everything that you do, everything. It says, in all your ways, in all your ways, what seems to be small thing to you, a big thing to you, what seems to be a great, oh, this is a small thing that I'm doing. The Bible says, even that, lean or not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. I said, there are some people, they don't like their pastor to know anything about them. They don't like their pastor to know. And they lean on their own understanding. So it's a big mistake. It says, everyone to his own way. Everyone to his own way. And the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. That is the salvation that comes to you. When you lean on your own way, it leads you to a lot of guilt and iniquity. A lot of guilt and iniquity. And by the grace of God, he has, he has put all of that upon himself. He has taken all of that to save you and I. To save you and I. Hallelujah. He says, ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity. I'm reading Isaiah 1 and verse 4. A people laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. And have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. They have gone away backward. 
Evil doers. You see, whenever we move away from God, whenever we desert from the ways of God, we move away from Him. Anytime you move away from Him, you will never go forward. It is a backward movement for you. It seems you have gone away. There are some people, they put church aside. And, you know, they are so busy with certain things that now church is aside. I am telling you that the periods when you do that, when the moments that you embark on that and say, I am so busy and I'm putting God aside and I'm doing my thing, you are moving backward. It is a backward move. Whatever it is that you are doing, it is a backward move. You can't go forward without God. He said, without me, you can do nothing. It is true. That is the Bible. That is what the word of God says. Without me, you can do nothing. So, without him, it seems you are doing something. But it's a backward movement. You are really backsliding. You see, your life seems that you are going forward, but you are backsliding. You know how it is like to go up on an escalator when it is rising. So, if you are, you want to Escalator that is going up. You decide that, oh, it is too long. You see, because sometimes you go to a place, the escalator that is going down, it is far on the other end. And there is one that is right here where you are standing. Have you seen that? And so it looks to you like it will be too much for me to go all around and come on this escalator to take me down. So I will go down on this one. I see this one and I see the ground. So why not go down? But as you are going down, it is a backward movement for you. Each step you take, the escalator is taking you down again. That is how it is to move away from God. That is how it is. It seems that it is too much. You know, it is, I, I, I have to, the way my life is now, I need to focus on my life. So instead of going all around, it looks like the church is taking my time. And I have this to do, I can do this in two years. You think you can do this in two years and I'll finish and then I'll come back to serve God. But as you start going down, you see that the thing is bringing you backward. It's bringing you backward. It says, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. You've gone away but you are moving backward. Amen. When you move away from God, it's a backward movement. Is a backward movement. Tell your neighbor, it's a backward movement. Amen. He says, the man that wandereth, Proverbs 21 and verse 16, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. The man that wandereth away, wandereth out away of understanding shall remain in the congregation of death shall remain in the congregation of the dead. So there is second as the congregation of the dead. You see, you would think that all the congregation is alive. But the man that wandered out of the way of understanding, the one that wandered out of the way of understanding, that means that, you see, do you understand wandering? It's like, you see, you see someone who is walking the course, walking the course, and then you start wandering off. You wander away from the right course. There are some people in the church, they begin very well. They begin very well. 
they, are, they begin with such love. They begin with such zeal for the things of God. They begin with such enthusiasm for the work of God. And as the time is going forward, they begin to wander. They begin to wander away. And they begin to veer away from the path. Do you understand? So you see there are some people, they begin and they are so strong on zeal and on fire for God. You see the way they sing. You see the way they pray. You see their attendance to church services. You see, and you see, as you are embarking on, you, it means that you have understanding. As you are walking that way, you have understanding. But when you begin to walk away from that understanding, you now join the congregation of the dead. I said there is a congregation of the dead in the church. Congregation of the dead in the church. And you join that congregation. You join that congregation and you realize that your life is not moving forward. You become a dead person in the spirit. You are dead in the spirit. Amen. I have seen that sometimes people start off, you know, I don't know why, that when people start off something, they have such zeal. But when they are, you are giving them more responsibility, you expect that they will now become more responsible. You know, they, they will now become more loving. They will now become humble more, you know, humble themselves even more. But I have realized that in the church of God, the more people go up, then some pride come in them. You know, and then they began, they begin to wander away from the understanding. Wander away from the understanding to join the congregation of dead. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, how well did you start? And where are you now? Ask your neighbor, do you still pray? Do you still read your Bible? Do you still do your quiet time? Amen. There are some people, they, become, they begin to grow so much that they think, oh, quiet time is for young Christians. Quiet time is for young Christians. So, we will do wilder things than that. Hmm. I told you, someone told their children that um, we, we give you powerful revelations. Okay, let's look at number four quickly and then. Um... Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? Hope, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when the sheep, when the sheep, they are moving and they are all following the shepherd. When you are following the shepherd, they all seem to be safe. Have you not realized that? Because they have understanding of the shepherd's instructions. They have understanding. It says, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of dead. The congregation that is dead, that is your portion. And so the sheep that is with them, and they are following the shepherd, they all seem to be safe. So they, they have understanding of where the shepherd is going. And the shepherd is moving left, they all move left. But the single sheep that wandereth away from the understanding of the shepherd you realize that he falls prey to the lions. And by the time they realize he has fallen dead to that congregation, his bones are what are left. 
But may you never fall to that congregation of the dead. Say, I'm alive. Say, I am following. Say, I am a hard follower of the shepherd. Amen. Number four, people go as far from God as possible when they are filled with the spirit of rebellion. Amen. When they are filled with the spirit of rebellion. You know, let us end here. Let us pause here. And um, because if we begin this, we will not finish. Wonderful. We will pause here and then we will continue next time. Do you realize how, why you have to read a book? You have to read a book yourself. It's loaded. And when you read a book, look into the scriptures. Look into the scriptures. Take your Bible and read the scriptures up and below and get the meaning in this context. Do you understand? Otherwise, you read the whole book. And how many of you have read? Be honest. Be truthful. That as you are reading the book, you say, ah, what is the point? You don't get it. You see, these spiritual books are like that. Do you understand? You have to read with a heart and a mind prepared. As we are sharing from the book, are you being blessed? Are you learning something? Do you realize that there is a lot in the book than you thought? Than the chapters that you have read already? There's more in those things than what you have read. I'm thankful and grateful tonight. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us about salvation about your great love teaching us oh God about the love that brings us back to the father's house father when we have wandered away from the understanding the love that guides us back to the father's house when we have become rebellious when we have become disobedient we are grateful for this great love that you have shown us when we were embarking on the journey of self-destruction when we are embarking on a journey that will lead us to hell, Lord, your great love guided us back to your home and back to your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you made way for us. We thank you, Lord, that when we heard of your call, when we heard that you were knocking at our door, Lord, we opened it unto you and you came in and you suppled us. Father, may we continue to walk with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed. If there's anyone here you want to give your life to Christ. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If there's anyone here like that. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the blood that was shed for us. We are grateful tonight, Lord. We are grateful forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.